Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Well, we had promised to be back again with Dr. Barry Bussey, and, and he's here with us. Yeah. Hey, welcome back. Well, thank you. You know, this is kind of common for us. We always, uh, we prepare these programs, but we always end up having more information, right, to share. Yeah, well, I, back home in Newfoundland, they would say I'd have the gift of the gab or something. You <laughs> That's know, right. No, <laughs> but I find it fascinating. I think many of our, our viewers do also. For the benefit of those that weren't with us last week, we talked about the monumental, I don't know, decision yeah. of right. Judge Mosley mm -hmm. uh, that the Emergency Act was in fact unconstitutional. Well, well the, it, the act is... The, I mean, the, the, invocation the invocation of the yeah. act was unconstitutional. Yeah, unlawful. And uh, not and not lawful. And you, we, we talked a little bit, of, you know, about that and uh, his findings. I found that fascinating. But, you know, I wanted to move into a couple of things. One, I want to talk about your book. Mm -hmm. Because the last time you were here, the, the book, I don't think, had come out yet. No. And now, now it's out. And I think there's some really important lessons in there. But maybe just very quickly, like, why should I, as a Canadian, as a Canadian Christian, be worried about these kinds of legal decisions? You know, you, you know like, you know, like, I don't commit crime. Like, who cares? Like, you know, like, what, like how does it? Because I, I get a sense that it is a serious, like, this was a real serious decision and something mm. that is quite impactful it, it you know on the break we were talking about how it's interesting to me how the fact that a judge ruled according to the law is so big news big news like <laughs> no. you, you, yeah. you, do you know what i'm saying oh, yeah. but why is like why should i be why should any canadian you know be aware of this or be you know like understand this and what are the implications for us i guess that's the well, question well i think what is most important is to think about what happened to the truckers, for example, in having their bank accounts frozen. Now, they, they were, at the time that this occurred, as I remember, it seemed to me that by and large, there was a large portion of Canadian people were in favor of the government doing this. And certainly within um, what I refer to in the book as the cathedral, those who say, well, here's the right opinion on things, and, you know, whether they're from the academia or the media or whatever, they were definitely supportive and still are today. Right. But yet, as time has gone on, I think people are starting to realize, well, the bank accounts were frozen for those guys because they had the wrong opinions. Uh, they were the fringe minorities or whatever. Uh, but... That could happen to anybody. Right. Right? If you're on the outside of those in power and suddenly you have the powerful acting unconstitutionally and unlawfully against your interests, suddenly you'll be interested. Right? right? Everyone will be interested. Right. Uh, who are affected. What is fascinating is how when government seeks to impose a policy, they often will look, especially a controversial policies, mm -hmm. uh, they will often look for scapegoats. Okay. We, we've seen it throughout history. Right. And the scapegoats in this case were these, uh, you know, fringe minorities, so-called. And 
what also happens throughout history is that the fringe minorities suddenly are coming into vogue. In other words, their rights are suddenly now important mm -hmm. as everybody else's rights. Mm -hmm. And it's because of this reciprocity, the idea that what happened to you could happen to me. Right. And I think that's why it's so important that we have an unbiased third party, i.e. a judge, who sits down and analyzes what's going on right. with respect to the government using power. You know, uh, I, I, I found it interesting, the, the, the court said this, and I, I just want to, it just occurred to me. He says, yeah. he says uh, the broad powers given to the executive body act is a tool of last resort. I see, right. It cannot be invoked because it is convenient or because it may work better than other tools at their disposal or available to the provinces. He notes, he notes that uh, it was clear that the majority of the provinces were able to deal with the situation. So in other words, you, you don't simply take on massive amounts of power just because it's easier. I mean, one thing we know about democracy is that it's uh, a lot of hard work. Right. You have to convince yes, your neighbor exactly. right, the, to, to agree to yeah. various policies. Yeah. Government has to yeah. convince the people. Dictatorships are much easier, right? Oh, much easier. Yeah, that's right. You know. Yeah. And so I think, you know, when I saw, for example, during the COVID experience, when we saw those hundreds of police officers go around that church in Edmonton, I don't know about you, but I mean, that to me was a defining moment. Yeah. That here in Canada, yeah, you know, everyone was up in arms against the pastor and the congregation. And then that congregation ended up having to meet literally in the wilderness, unannounced. They, they, they secretly knew where they were going to meet in the woods, uh, but they weren't going to let the government know. They weren't going to let the general public know. They were going to... I mean, <laughs> that stuff you, you heard went on in Eastern yes. countries in yes. the past. Exactly. Right? In Europe. That's right. Um, so, so yeah, so it does matter. It yeah. matters that we have an independent third party looking things over and say, hey, government, you overstepped here. Now, that's kind of a strange thing for Canadians because I think one of the things I took from your book was that historically, and, and correct me if I'm, I'm, you know, I'm misspeaking here, but historically Canadians have looked upon the government or the crown before as being instruments of good. Yeah. Like, why would the government, like, why should I be worried that the government's going to do anything harmful to me? Yeah. They're there for good. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, is that, do you attribute that kind of thinking to the reluctance on the part of some, you know, to, to, to question the government? I mean, governments have to be held accountable, don't I mean, any organization needs to be held accountable. Absolutely. I mean, I have a board of directors at my organization, <laughs> I'm sure you do at your, yeah, that yeah. holds us accountable, yeah. that we stay focused and do what it is that, you, you know, we're supposed to do because unchecked power is, is extremely dangerous. Well, you know, Lord Acton, who was a um, member of the House of Lords in Britain, and ended up saying that um, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. absolutely. Right. And that isn't, that's always the case. It doesn't matter who we are. I mean, if any of us, uh, you know, even, even though we may criticize those in power, 
But if we were put in their position and we had that huge amount of power, what would we do? Right. It's, it's part of Solzhenitsyn's um, understanding that the, the line between good and evil runs through every human heart. And that is, in essence, the condition of mankind. And it's certainly, um, you know, you read the Bible, for example, and you see it in spades, right? Right. Uh, one of the, I think, one of the legitimizing points of the Bible is the fact that it just tells the stories in raw, right? right. You know, David was a good man. He wrote yes. the Psalms, but yes. he was also a murderer. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, Moses. And, an, and adulterer. Too. And adulterer. And yeah. Moses, right? Yeah. He was a, a great leader, but yeah. he too was a murderer. Yes. And, and so the warts and all were revealed to show that, look, everybody, when they're in power, will do things that they ought not to, and they need to be held to account. So in that sense, it's extremely important. And then, then I was thinking about, uh, as well, you know, you look at Caesar, right, uh, at the time of Christ, and when they came to Christ and said, so should, is it lawful for us to, you know, be paying the tax? And so what does he do? He asks them to pull out a coin. And so they pull out the coin. Well, okay, so whose inscription is that? Right. right? Caesar. Yeah. Well, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar, and to God the things that are God's. And I think, I think that is, is certainly an important principle uh, for us to recognize. But when Caesar starts interfering with God, i.e., the conscience of the people, mm -hmm. the the, and, and it's not just conscience. What I just what I think. Okay, so therefore. Um, you know, it's against my conscience. No, well, the understanding of conscience that we've had, uh, certainly in the West, has been God has given us a law, right? The Ten Commandments, as an example, and that we are not to violate it. And to violate it would be going against not just my conscience, but against God's law. Right. And it was in that sense that, you know, Martin Luther would speak out, you know, to go against the conscience is neither right nor safe. Mm. And so it's that element uh, that's extremely important, and it's important, and it's been historical uh, within the legal tradition of the West that the courts would protect individuals, and that's why it's so important for them to be the check on absolute power. Was it was it Benjamin Franklin that said, "Those that surrender liberty for the per for the benefit of safety deserve neither liberty nor safety"? <laughs> it is, right. Yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. these are. Uh, foundational concepts yep. that were part of the founding of the United States, the, the Canadian, I mean, your own organization, First Freedoms, you talk yep. about those foundational freedoms that didn't come from government or a king, yeah. but came from God right. Almighty that said, you know, you have the freedom to make, to, you know, to make choice. What's happening? Like what, like the truckers, this whole event was such a, I think for me, such a turning point mm -hmm. in, in, it was, it was, it seemed so un-Canadian. Canadians seem to yeah. be the folks that are, you know, you know, uh, my American friends will say, oh, you know, it's funny, Canadians, you, you know, they'll step on, you know, you'll step on their foot and they'll say sorry to you. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to have my foot underneath, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. what, like, what do you see happening? Well, like, what's happening that's, well, that's I making think, this shift here? You yeah, know I mean? and, and I think the title of my book gives it, right, 210 degrees Celsius, the temperature at which diesel auto ignites. And I think what was happening was that we were under the pressure of government for so long that people 
just automatically ignited. It, it was just kind of like, you know, we're not putting up with this, right? And so there was, a, a, I think, an act of desperation. I, I really do. I think, I think it was a sense, I talked to some of the truckers, you know, who lost their houses, lost their rigs, and they're like, you know, what else is there for me yeah. to do uh, because of this crazy government policy? Um, and so I think that's, that's what motivated them. But yeah, you're right. It's very um, uncharacteristic of the Canadians that always uh, deferred to government. I, I just, in, in the book, on the last chapter in the conclusion, I, I have a number of points that uh, for people to keep in mind. And uh, I, I was very much interested in a quote from a law professor who I interviewed and uh, was talking. Uh, he, he served as a, a lawyer, university professor, Philip Slayton, and he says, in a country like ours, the price of freedom is every citizen, you, me, and everybody else, paying close attention, asking intelligent questions. Overall, Canadians, unlike, for example, Americans and many Europeans, tend to be too far deferential to authority. Mm. They look at the authority and they say, well, you know, they're judges or they're cabinet ministers or they're this or they're that, or they're something else. I have to pay attention. I have to accept what they say and do what they tell me to do, to which Slayton, uh, Slayton emphatically says, wrong. <laughs> you don't have to do those things, at least not without questioning, hey, not okay. without inquiry not without criticism, not without demanding to be convinced that this is the right course of action. So at the end of the day, says Slayton, it's every citizen's obligation to do these things if we are to preserve freedom of democracy in this country. Hmm. And then when I was speaking with um, Brian Peckford, the former premier of Newfoundland, he says, democracy, once you get it, it's hard to keep. It will involve the people being involved all the time. People get lazy as society grows, flourishes, prospers. People get lazy and leave it up to everybody else. I think we failed our democracy. The people have failed our democracy as much as our leaders have because we haven't held them accountable. And I think, you know, what the trucker protest did was it started holding government accountable. And, and I think in their witness, in their witness, they then um, were able to give people encouragement. How many times, and, and I got it here, you know, in the book, um, of how people would say to me, well, it was the truckers who gave me hope. It was the truckers who, when they rolled into Ottawa, uh, you know, one person, I can still remember them saying, you know, I came uh, because I, I mean, I felt so alone, but I look around and I see I'm not so alone. And I think that is what's key. Hmm. It's fascinating that, you know, the, the professor's take was that, and I think in, in, mm. in uh, Minister Peckford's too, that it was the public that is, right? Yeah. The government, their tendency is always to, to take power, right? Always. It's the always. people's role yeah. to hold them accountable. In fact, it's, it is Canadian to question. 
right? It is appropriate to be questioning. That's how we, in fact, preserve our democracy. Yeah. And governments should be prepared to, I mean, they'll sometimes fight it tooth and nail, mm-hmm. right, to be accountable. But that is the, that is the right posture of a, citizens, a citizenry in a democracy. Yeah, and, and I think it's, it's, a, um, it, it's an important thing to, to do so in a manner that is going to be persuasive for one. Right. And also to be a witness to one's faith. Right. One of the things that I think that legitimizes the trucker convoy uh, is the fact that it was not violent. Now, it was violent in noise. Right. Uh, it was violent with all the honking. Right. And, you know, if you call that yes. violence, yes. but it was not physical beating right. up right. and blood spilled in the streets violence or anything. Or the destruction of property. Or destruction yeah. of property. And then what was interesting is that the, when the courts said, stop honking your horns, they stopped honking their horns. Now, of course, I'm sure there were probably one or two that still would do a little squeak every once in a while. But the point is, is that uh, for those of us who are Christian and claim the Christian faith, we have a duty to ensure that we are uh, being a proper witness Mm. to society at large. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I know there are are others who, who, you know, take a much harder stand, but I think, you know, you look at Christ. I mean, he, he was definitely one who was willing to, you know what, pay the price personally uh, but wasn't wanting to follow along with the, ze- the zealots and, and all the rest who wanting to take over. You know, he says, this kingdom is not of this world. Yes. But I mean, we're in the world, but not of the world. That's but right. yet we are to speak. And, you know, I have a great discussion in the book here with um, um, uh, Harold Albright, who's a member of parliament. And, and Harold uh, really gave, I think, a, a tremendous description of our responsibilities and, and encourage those who, um, uh, who can to, to, to get a copy, uh, but, but to, to listen to what Harold had to say with respect to, um, uh, to the role of, of, uh, of Christians in the public. He says, I believe that as a Christian, we are called to be stewards of God's creation and government is a creation of God. Mm. It's not man's idea. If we're going to be stewards of his environmental creation of the beauty of our natural resources, we need to also be stewards of our government and to be sitting at the table where important decisions are being made for our country. If we're not at the table, we have no one to blame but ourselves. It strikes me that it's extremely important for everyone to have an opportunity to serve in the public arena. Mm. Christians are no different than any other group that needs to have that voice as well. And in my view, he is certainly one who is a, um, uh, how would I call him, an elder uh, Christian statesman, as it right. were. Right. You know, uh, and, you know, he says, uh, you know, the, the importance, um, he says, I think it's, he, here's, I'm quoting, he says, I think it's criminal. I cannot get over how quickly Canada's descended into, and I don't use this term lightly, but a fascist mindset. A mindset that says you do not even have a right to exist and provide for your family because you will not comply with the government directive. And, and so he, he, he goes on and he talks about, you know, his own uh, role when it, when it came to um, uh, as a Christian dentist 
and then he became a pastor and then became a member of parliament for many years. And um, he said, too many people have said in these past years, and especially in the last two months, God's in control. God's in control. God's in control. I agree 100%. But the implication of many of them is we shouldn't get involved. Mm. I think that is absolutely wrong. And then he used the illustration of a garden. Uh, he says here that it isn't enough that God is in control of the garden. The gardener must attend to it. Right. I can trust him to provide the sun and the rain and thank him for the good soil. But if there's no garden at the end of the year, it's not because God wasn't faithful. It's because I didn't do my job. Hmm. And so, you know, he says, we have a responsibility right. in the garden, as right. it were, uh, to ensure that we have freedom, we speak our mind, um, and that's how we've been operating, yeah. uh, you know. Well, Daniel served in the, you know, in the, in the kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar. I mean, a con they, I mean, that empire conquered his people. Yeah. I mean, he was taken there as prisoner. That's right. And he maintained a faithful witness and God used him mightily. Mm -hmm. uh, and when there was a clash between what he had to render, you know, to Nebuchadnezzar or render to God, Daniel was firm yeah. and was able to, you know, differentiate yeah. when it's, when I have, you know, when I render to God, I render to God. That's right. And come what, come, come, what come whatever consequences, yep. exactly. consequences will come. And it seems yep. like, Sometimes as Christians, we almost like, we almost, it's almost like we just want to, you know, go along to get along. We mm. don't, you know, we, but it's, so this is very interesting, this perspective that we have an obligation as a Christian mm -hmm. to be involved, mm -hmm. to, to, to articulate opinions, to hold government accountable. And government should expect that. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's what a democracy is all about. Absolutely. And that's how we maintain this democracy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, um, I mean, your, your, your book, uh, your, you have said before that you believe that over the course of history that this trucker protest will be a... Oh, I think uh, it's... Pivotal. An impactful, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's the most uh, pivotal moment in political experience in Canada in recent memory. There's no question about it. And if you notice, no matter what is happening, uh, the Prime Minister is constantly having to answer back to his invocation of the Emergencies Act and how he treated the truckers and how he uh, despised them and basically mocked them. And, you know, even today, you'll see every once in a while, you'll see uh, some journalists make some offhand remark against the truckers or whatever. But the reality is they became a lightning rod. They have inspired many movements across the world uh, you know, you see it with the farmers, you see it with the truckers in Europe and the United States and all the rest. Um, and and I, I think it's a, a great contribution to the, to the political reality of Canada. You know, you can only push so far before it auto-ignites. 210 degrees Celsius. 210 degrees Celsius. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Barry. You're welcome. Thanks for being with us. Let's yeah. pray. Father in heaven, we want to thank you again for the opportunity we have to discuss these important topics. We thank you for our nation. Uh, once again, we want to lift up before you our leaders. And Father, we just place them in your hands and ask that you, that you uh, guide them in the decision making, that they be humble to receive your guidance 
um, that the decisions that they make will move our nation forward. We think of those that um, have suffered and we just pray that you will draw near to them and that uh, you will also encourage us and strengthen us as Christians that we will take an active role in preserving the democracy in our country. Father, thank you for loving us and bless each and every viewer, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've come to that time in our program where we have our special offer. On each and every program, we make a resource available to you. It may be a book, a magazine. It may be on the topic of religion. It may be on the topic of health. Just something to um, encourage you, to give you information that will allow you to live a, a better life, a, a more wholesome life. And today we have a magazine that we've offered it before. It is called um, Eight Amazing Health Facts. And it's just chock full of interesting information for those that are looking to make a lifestyle change and better their health. Excellent resource here. It's a gift from Lessons for Living Television to you. There is no cost whatsoever. If you are interested in receiving this free copy of this magazine, pay special attention to the information we're about to provide you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request, and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. I want to thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Dr. Bussey, thanks again for coming back. And it's my pleasure. Sharing more information. Tell, remind folks again uh, where they can get your book. Well, they can get the book at uh, Amazon.ca. They can also find it at uh, Friesen Press. Um, and uh, we've now got it up in Kindle, hardcover, softcover. And folks will be able to find it there and also encourage them to go to our website, firstfreedoms.ca. And uh, there they can sign up for our newsletter. Excellent. Yeah. We, we have a link on our website at l4ltv.com. If you go under the previous programs tab, you'll see a link there to First Freedoms. And we would encourage you to sign up and to be connected with uh, Dr. Bussey's organization. It's a great organization. You'll, you'll, you'll learn a lot. I have learned so much uh, in our, just in our chats here uh, about freedoms and the law. And so thank you for what, what it is that you do. Uh, just a couple of things I want to remind you of. Our um, Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. 
Every morning, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I put out a short devotional video. It's a great way to get your day started focused on things of heaven. Remember also to visit missionnowcanada.com. That is the branch of our ministry that does overseas humanitarian work. Check that out. Maybe you want to join us on an upcoming mission trip. We're all out of time. God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us, and we'll hope you'll be back again with us next time. We'll see you then. God bless.